Thanks for lending me your ear this post-Valentine's Friday. And we're doing something different with this episode. We'll just be focusing on one particular hotly trending topic. Actually, it's been trending since last week. It just missed the cutoff for the previous episode or the previous podcast that we did. But anyway, we're talking about... Yugatech's review of the OnePlus 11. If you're not familiar with Yugatech, they are a pretty established media brand in the country. They started out with their website, with tech news. So this was before video became a thing. When YouTube became a thing, they also put up their channel, which has over 500,000 subscribers. So a very reliable name in Philippine tech journalism. And all of that might have just gone the drain with one second of footage in their recently published review on the OnePlus 11. So it the video is still up. You can go to their YouTube channel. If you haven't seen it already, it's around the 4 minute, 16 second mark or so, I think. So the reviewer is, it's a voiceover showing B-roll. The voiceover is saying something like, the OnePlus 11 handles Genshin Impact buttery smooth or the gameplay performance is buttery smooth and then the B-roll is showing Genshin Impact. But there's just one second. It's like literally one second of screen time where the reviewer, whoever is holding the phone, kind of moves his finger and then the YouTube trackbar pops up. So he's not playing the game. He's just playing a video of the game. And so this really set off a lot of people. It's literally one second in the review, but it caught on or the news about them using YouTube footage instead of actual recorded gameplay footage or their own gameplay footage rather spread quite quickly. And uh, the comments have been unrelenting. It's uh, While doing a little bit of research for this particular podcast, I went to the original video Checked out the comments there, but it's also on their Facebook. Even unrelated posts after this video, people are like, well, you know, but can it play YouTube? <laughs> whatever the product, kung cellphone man yun, or speaker, or whatever. Para sobrang layo na. But uh, people are still dredging up the specter or the dredging up the memory of this one second where it's shown that what is being played is not gameplay, but YouTube, it's a YouTube video. So the comments have been unrelenting and people have been not shy about expressing their displeasure. And I thought at first, it quickly came out that Yugotech said that the editor has been suspended. I wasn't sure about the veracity of that, but I went back to the original video and there is a comment there by Yugotech that yeah stated that the editor has been suspended and that's basically all that Yugatech seems to have done about the matter there's been no official explanation on how this slipped in the video is still up they never reference it again so the only two reactions i've seen from Yugatech are one the youtube channel like a comment saying that someone's going to get fired or something like that and then it was under that comment that they replied, na suspend the yung editor. So to sum it up, one second of footage has basically burned a lot of the goodwill that the channel and the brand has accumulated over years of tech coverage. And Yuga Tech, to be fair, is not a channel that just recycles content. Yung tipong magpo-post lang ng tech news na readily available naman. I mean, like they do have features 
even on their site before about like why Filipinos are or fall prey to online scammers a lot, for example. So there's some... I've always thought that they're kind of like a very safe brand. Like you don't find anything super exciting from them. But that they do still try to go out of their way sometimes to deliver interesting content. Maybe not content that sets the world ablaze, but, you know, solid, reliable content. At least from my personal point of view, um, maybe a lot of people don't have that same feeling anymore after this one second of gameplay, which wasn't gameplay. So... I think a lot of the confusion might have been avoided if they had explained things from the get-go a lot better and a lot clearer or just explained things in general, at least from their point of view. Because a lot of the anger online is that, yes, so, okay, this is a fake review. Parang either, well, you know, it falls into a lot of categories. It's a fake review, so binayaran kayo, wala kayong pake sa journalistic integrity. Wala kayong pake sa audience ninyo who trusts you with these things. And yeah, you just did it for the money. So you just threw together whatever footage you have. And the charge that it is a paid review goes into why they would use YouTube footage in the first place where you can be assured of the quality of YouTube footage. So the phone doesn't need to render the game itself. Even though for or by all accounts, um, you know, Genshin Impact isn't that demanding on hardware and the OnePlus 11 certainly probably could have handled it. So not really clear what they gained from using YouTube footage. Kaya naman ng phone that they were using. So the mere idea that this was paid, that the opinions stated weren't really genuine, but rather, yun, bayad. Parang sinabi lang yun kasi binayaran sila and they needed to paint the phone in the best light possible. The other uncertainty stemming from all of this is that, yun nga, san bagaling yung mga opinions na sinabi nila dun sa video? So Yuga Tech reviewed the video, there were opinions stated about the phone. Where did those opinions come from? Kung hindi unpaid, even if it wasn't unpaid rather, do those opinions still hold true considering na parang sloppy yung pagka-review? Hindi naman talaga ginamit lahat ng specs or... Did they even try to run Genshin in the first place or any other game for that matter? So even if it's not paid, a lot of people are wondering if they can if their reviews can be trusted at all. If it's just like, yeah, give us a phone and we'll slap something together, parang ganon. So I think it's really like two tiers on the problem here. The can I trust your views? Because I'm not sure if you were just paid to say them, or can I trust your reviews? Because I'm not sure if you actually have basis for your views. Yun nga, ginamit mo ba talaga yung hardware na you claim na that you reviewed? So what could have been better explained? I think one, why blame the editor? <laughs> A lot of people have been wondering na if the reviewer didn't do his job, then why was it, why penalize the editor for slipping that in? A lot of people or at least based, just based on the comments, are actually on the side of the editor na parang gusto nung editor malaman, you know, he wanted to publicize, he or she wanted to publicize na this was happening. So he slipped that in there, like super fast lang. And it, it seems to be kind of like shooting the messenger, blaming the editor. And also blaming the editor seems to imply that 
yeah, that's a secret. You shouldn't have seen that. Obviously, we shouldn't have seen it, but there should have been already an explanation. I, I mean, it's kind of like it's revealing how the sausage is made. Um, that, that there's an old expression that masarap yung yeah, sausages are good, but you don't want to know how they're made. That's kind of like what. That's kind of the tact or the argument that Yugatek is making here. Na you shouldn't have seen that, but it's kind of like a tacit admission that there's something dirty going on behind the scenes. You shouldn't have seen that, <laughs> but it's, so instead of addressing what we saw. It was more like, forget you saw it, you shouldn't have seen that, and we are punishing the guy or the person who was responsible for you seeing that. So kind of like a cover-up, basically. That, you know, that's a dirty word. Parang it implies conspiracy and things hidden. But essentially, I mean, Yugatek is like, you shouldn't have seen that. And then they're covering it up. Like, or they're, they're attempting to focus on the fact that you shouldn't have seen it rather than the fact that well, why was that the procedure in the first place? And so it's like, what could have been better explained? Basically everything. One, why just blame the editor instead of the reviewer himself? And also, like, what's the process? Where did this, how did this, or what's the usual Yugotech process? There's a reviewer. Is there a script? Because as a lot of us know, the host might not be the one who wrote the script. And... It's especially true on large channels. Not true with Hardware Sugar, where <laughs> if it's me, uh, I usually don't have a script. In fact, uh, that's been my long-standing practice. I do make notes for myself, and that's what I base the video on, like the the flow of the video, the kind of logical arguments that I want to make in presenting a particular topic or a particular component. Pero kung ako talaga usually walang script yun, and it, but there are handwritten notes done by me. If it's Rocky the Programmer, for example, he does have a script that he does prepare. Rocky, my brother, also has a script which he also prepared. But, yun nga, big channel, it's, you know, not uncommon that you would have people writing the scripts. But, yun nga, it, it'd be better. Yugatech might be in less hot water if it just was very candid in its usual process and did that what went wrong here? Did did something go wrong or was their usual process inadequate to describe or was their usual process, yeah, inadequate to describe how they reviewed the video, sorry, or how they reviewed the phone which got translated into that video. And also to counteract the charge that they were paid, why not just tell us? Why not just tell the audience what the actual relationship of the channel is with the brand. Was this a sponsored video? Did they get money to say nice things about the OnePlus 11? And if not, and the opinions expressed were the honest opinions of the reviewer, just really how much time was spent reviewing the phone, reviewing or actually using the phone before arriving at the conclusion stated in the video. So really just kind of two things. Was it paid? And if it wasn't paid, then how much time was devoted to actually using the phone? Because both answers or answers to both of those questions would go back to can a viewer or can a reader trust the reviews stated by Yugatech? And yun lang naman yun at the end of the day. Everybody that you watch online, especially for the tech scene, 
you don't have or you know the user consumer usually doesn't have access to the phones to the hardware being reviewed so they do want to know the honest opinions of someone who has actually tried that particular product already and so you know this whole mess on one hand it's kind of understandable that it happened. There's a lot of work which goes into producing YouTube videos aside from the script, aside from shooting the A-roll. You also have to take care of B-roll and it can have multiple B-roll. And you need to make sure that your B-roll makes sense, that it actually adds to the video instead of just being these kind of random cuts. So it's kind of difficult to appreciate that if you're just watching it on screen where everything is packaged, everything is, you know, 12 minutes, 8 minutes or so, and everything seems so brisk, daming mga edits, uh, text on screen, and things like that. But a lot of manpower, man hours, goes into the production of one video. So, not noticing a slip in one second from the outside seems horrendous, but at the same time, if you've done video production for any length of time, you know that without any careful measures, it can happen. That hasn't happened with us, not that we would use YouTube footage and pass it off as actual gameplay that we did, but just like, what I'm saying is, there have been many mistakes that we've caught because we do review it before releasing, but there are still some mistakes that we haven't caught. And just today, actually, <laughs> I was, uh, we're about to release a sponsored video, and we're very clear that it's sponsored by, from BenQ. And I thought the entire video was polished already, but the BenQ guys were able to spot a very small error, which we corrected. Just basically a correction in the product name. So I thought it's very similar to when you write and you're reading your own thing. It's very hard to spot the errors. Whereas somebody, an outside third party, can spot them more readily because they, they're not just glossing over the material. They're seeing it for the first time. So for video production, yeah, that you think it's like, oh, one second, why wasn't this cut? Or why, you know, why was this included? Um, it seems like a simple thing to make sure it doesn't happen. But if you're on a schedule, you have so many people looking at the video and just assuming that the next person will watch it in it in its entirety. Um, yeah, it can happen. But at the same time, again, you're left wondering, well, why was that video used in the first place? Why use a YouTube video in place of actual recorded gameplay? That would never happen at Hardware Sugar. One, whether the controversy, whether it's paid or not, because we're very clear. We state in all of our videos where we have a product that was given by the brand, whether it was sent to us, but it's an, not a sponsored video, meaning that the brand has no control, editorial control. Or whether it is sponsored, whether we receive compensation and the brand does have editorial control. One of the things that I, from the start, like even as a small channel, I was very clear to make that distinction because I also want the audience to know that, you know, the circumstances of how we got our hands on this product. And I don't think it's something to be ashamed about. If the brand sent us an item and said that, oh, we'll pay you X amount of pesos and you make a video on it and we want you to mention these things, if I'm comfortable saying those things, if I think the product does what it is 
does what is advertised, which basically it's that, right? They're, they're paying you to do an ad. I have no problem doing that as long as the brand, one, will not make me say anything I don't believe in. And number two, that I make it very clear to you guys, the audience, that this is sponsored and I got compensation to say certain things. Not only do we say it on video, we actually also put it in the text description. In the video, it's we if it's a sponsored video, we say it's a sponsored video. If it's not, we usually have the tagline that the brand sent us this item for review but had no say in what we had to say about it. It, it slips off my tongue so easily because I've said it so many times because we do say it very often in the videos where we got sent a product but there was no compensation involved. Sometimes it gets a little tricky to categorize when what if we get to keep the product because in a way that is compensation. In that case, we do say that the brand sent us the item but we're very clear that they had no input in the video and that's really the crux of the matter for us. When we say sponsored, the brand has editorial control, whether it's because they provided money or they said that because we let you keep the item, then we demand editorial control. And sometimes, actually, we will say no thanks. Like, you can, we don't want that item. I mean, don't send us that item anymore because we don't want to be beholden or be under that editorial control. So for us, it's, you know, it's very clear in the video as well as in the text description and actually, in other countries, you're legal, legally required to say so when it is a sponsored video. There is no such current law or regulation dito sa atin. But even the big tech channels abroad, I notice, aren't very clear when it comes to if it's a sponsored video or not. Like, they'll be, they'll kind of elid over it or kind of glide over it very quickly. And you'll never find one, at least the big channels, where. It is sponsored, but they even say so in the text description. We do. Hardware Sugar does. And I'm reminded of one, one of our Asurix videos where the comment, one of the commenters on YouTube just repeated our line. It, you know, in, in the text description, we said that this is a sponsored video. The brand sent us compensation. And for us to highlight or, you know, they sent us compensation and in turn, we are we were or we were tasked to highlight certain aspects of the product. So he just copy and pasted that and put it in the, the YouTube comments, or that was his comment, as if na parang smoking gun. Na, oh, tira mo, eh, bayad tong hardware sugar kaya ganito yung sinasabi nila about Asurix. And I'm like, um, yeah, that's <laughs> it's not a secret. <laughs> we 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 were the ones who put that in the text description <laughs> because we want people to know that the Asurix uh, GPUs are sponsored because Asurix wanted and we said, okay, you have editorial control. But full disclosure, they have actually never used that editorial control. We've already reviewed two Asurix GPUs. They've never changed one second of our footage or of what we said about their GPUs. Uh, we're reviewing a third and we expect the same treatment actually where they nominally have editorial control, but they've never exercised it. Even the brands that do have editorial control, it's more like they just want to make the video more in keeping with what they want to highlight about the product. So if, for example, again, this BenQ video, which isn't out yet, I say something like, I wish the screen could tilt uh, horizontally, sorry, vertically by itself. So the hinge, which is already pretty good, would allow it to do a full vertical. 
uh, which, it, which it doesn't. And so I say that in the video. So that's a negative comment. Um, for me as a user, I would want that feature, but the monitor doesn't have it. And BenQ had no problem with it. They didn't even bring it up or anything in, in their notes to change. So even a lot of the times, actually 100% of the time, so far in our experience that a brand has editorial control and they choose to exercise that editorial control, it's more just to keep or to highlight certain aspects which they want to highlight about the product which they feel is still a bit lacking in the video. And again, to, to give a real-world example, there's the BenQ video which is coming out soon. Actually, the BenQ video has already been approved by BenQ after like three passes, three revisions. It's just that I'm just waiting for the okay. If it were up to me, I would have actually published this last Wednesday, but I'm still waiting for final okay. But I understand from their point of view that they don't require further revisions. But just as an example of something that they wanted to highlight, we didn't, um, in our first version of that video, our first draft, we didn't say anything about the speakers, the built-in speakers, the monitor, because I myself, I'm not a fan of built-in speakers, of monitors in general. I prefer my third-hand, you know, th um, sorry, third-party speakers, yung dedicated speakers talaga. Benki was like, you know, part of our, I think, we think part of the features that make this monitor great are the speakers, and could you please mention something about them? So we did, and I, I began with, I'm usually not a fan of uh, monitor speakers, but that being said, the ones on the Benki monitor are actually better than average. They provide good oomph when needed with a uh, powered subwoofer and things like that. So even like, yun nga, my phrasing is that my personal preference would be not to use the speakers, but above average naman, decente, more than decent naman tong speakers of this particular BenQ monitor. And BenQ had no problem with that, with me saying that my personal preference is for dedicated speakers. I have ever, I have never actually used in my entire life <laughs> uh, of using, of gaming on, on a computer, which stretches back all the way to a 486, 30 some 30-odd years ago, I have never used the monitors, the speakers on a monitor. Because back then, did they have speakers already in monitors? Parang hindi. Although parang at the same time, the sound is so primitive. Maybe they could. But pero parang wala. I, as far as I recall, the, the clunky CRT monitors. Um, so my preference from the get-go has always been dedicated. And yung nga, BenQ had no problem saying that. Ha, had no problem with me saying that even though this was a sponsored video and even though they were trying to highlight precisely the built-in speakers of the monitor. And in fact, if you look at all of the monitor uh, reviews I've done, whether sponsored or not sponsored, I generally don't uh, mention the speakers of the monitor because again, it's one of those superfluous things that me personally as a user, I don't look for. Um, and th and that, that brings up another interesting point like, the way I review, it's very personal. Like, it's only the features that me... <laughs> it's a very selfish way, actually, to be honest, of reviewing. It's like, what features do I want f for my use case? Like, how do I usually use products? Some reviewers take a more universal stand. Like, I might not use this, but some people might find it useful, so I will try it and I will mention it. 
for me kasi, I don't like reviewing like that because it kind of... Be- it, there, there's a tendency for the review to become cookie-cutter if I have to review all of the specs of something. If they're not important to me, why should I mention them is my feeling. So actually, I've gotten a lot... Not a lot, but I've gotten comments... To be fair, with, with you know, which which I understand, which I don't think are unreasonable, saying na, oh, you know, I, I wish this review would focus a bit more on the specs, or you it this component is capable of doing this, but you didn't mention it. Completely valid points. Um and my point of view is yeah, I, I know it can do that, but I don't care. I don't care that it can do that. It's not important to me, it's not important to how I use the component, how I would use the component if I owned it. And yun nga, it's a, it's a kind of a fine line between this is my spin on the review so it makes it unique and it makes it more valuable to people who are in the same use case as me versus a more general stance na anybody naman can read the specs, diba? Um, if it's a monitor, it's like 4K, 165 hertz, you know, OLED. Things like that. For me, I'm not very interested in the specs, to be honest. Even as a user, I'm more interested in the actual use case and the actual user experience. Were you blown away using this product? Was it super easy to use? Because, you know, manufacturers can cram in so many features, so many nice-sounding things. But at the end of the day, will the user actually benefit from those features? And that, that for me is my personal job as a reviewer. If this were, if I bought this with my own money, matutuwa ba ako based on my use case? Again, that might not appeal to everybody, especially if your use case is different from mine, and I completely acknowledge that, you know, you could be using a product differently from what I want, na may just slanted towards gaming, may just slanted towards performance. Um, my personal preference is less bells and whistles, more like, yun nga, gaganda ba buhay ko? <laughs> I mean, you know, will I have a better time on my computer because I bought this component? Whether it's an AIO that provides better cooling, whether it's an AIO that has only decent cooling, but it really looks darn good. Ganda nung aesthetic niya. I mean, diba, there are so many factors to take into consideration. And me as a reviewer, a lot of reviewers kasi, I feel are overly negative because negative sells. That's what people look for. People feel you didn't do your job as a reviewer if you don't bash a product. I, I try consciously to be aware of the effort that engineers and the brand put into their product. I don't automatically think that this is a shitty product and it needs to prove otherwise. Kumbaga, hindi siya in, kumbaga, innocent until proven guilty. Um, which I find distasteful about some other reviewers online na parang the, the stance is the opposite. The assumption is that this is a bad product. It has to prove to me that it's good. And on one hand, they, those kind of reviewers justify their stance saying that they don't want people to waste money. Pinaghirapan mo yung pera mo uh, you know, and you shouldn't waste it on shitty products. And I'm completely in agreement with that. We don't disagree. But 
you don't you can warn people off from a shitty product without automatically assuming that all products are shitty. I mean, it's kind of like a it's a slippery slope. Eh? If you start out from that position that that you have a negative mindset, then you're also doing your audience a disservice. And I like how I'm kind of like 28 minutes in and we've moved from <laughs> like the the scandal at Yugotech to like general my, my the general philosophy of how we review an item at Hardware Sugar. Um, because ultimately, I have <laughs> at, at Hardware Sugar, which is why also this kind of Yugotech thing was super interesting to me. I'm the one with ultimate editorial control, whether it's a review by one of the staff or it's myself or even the brand. If the brand pushes back and I'm uncomfortable saying so, I will say. Nah, usually, actually, um, we have a clause. Uh, if it's a sponsored thing, we have a clause that says, yeah, it's sponsored, you have control, but if we reach the point where we can't agree on what I'm going to say, then quits na tayo. I will give back the product. I will not have an obligation to produce a video. Um, just so that I will never be put in a position to say something I don't believe in. So, bottom line talaga yun. Because, I mean, you know, to be honest, guys, yeah, we get a, let's say we get a GPU. We get to keep the GPU from Asurix. That RX 580 <laughs> will not make up for the reputational damage if, like, they tell us to say that Asurix is number one. You can be sure that it will last 10,000 years. I mean, you know, some BS like that, which, to be clear, this is a purely hypothetical. They never told us to say that. Um, but, yun nga, the cost-benefit analysis, why would we sell out for such a small payout? It doesn't make any sense, right? Um, and of course, the assumption there is, so you're saying that you would sell out? Probably not. But, you know, if somebody offered me 10 million, 50 million, heck yeah, I'm gonna say that Asurix is the best. <laughs> And then burn the YouTube channel. I mean, you know, I mean, it's so easy to say I wouldn't sell out, but for the proper amount, uh, I would, right? Uh, but I mean, you know, joking aside, uh, there is integrity. I, I I try to run the shop and the channel with integrity and with respect for our customers and the audience. And you know, if I if I have to prove that at this point, after you know all of the stories I've shared, um, I don't think <laughs> you know Hardware Sugar pretty well, so. It's an absurd scenario, I think, where I would be in a position where, kumbaga, yeah, take the money, fine, I'll sell out, and I'll just keep shilling these kind of products. Um, yeah, because it's not worth it. It's not worth it for my time. It's not worth it for the reputation that we built up for the channel and for the shop. So, because, yun nga, that we don't rely on the channel to make money. It's not like we have to get sponsored videos left and right, uh, products that we can resell or whatever. Uh, our main job is to sell computer hardware. The channel is a good way to introduce people that, hey, you might want to check us out. We seem to know what we're talking about vis-a-vis -vis computer hardware. But it's not something that pays the bills, as it were. It's not something that I need to sell my soul just to get income from the YouTube channel. So... At least for Hardware Sugar, you know, you can be sure that what I say is really what's on my mind. And, ag and again, just, just like that Core Liquid 240R, the first channel um, to report on it. Yes, uh, Greg Salazar reported on it, but we were first before him. And MSI is one of our major brands, major products. Um, and 
it wasn't in our best interest to tick them off, but I felt that it was an important story to be told that we were seeing this particular AIO comeback left and right. Um, with an, at the time, 75% failure rate, I think, but closer to 100 now, actually, if not 100. <laughs> um, so we ran that risk. It, we ran that risk of MSI not, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, there are no repercussions from MSI, thank goodness, but that was a dangerous move on the part of the shop. Or even the sales data that we shared recently on the number of warranties that we've experienced with the different brands that we handle, from Seasonic, for example, or G-Skill. Again, those are the kind of things that might tick off the brands. And yet, we made that information public because we thought that you guys had a right to know. Could that damage our standing with the brands? Yes. Could that hurt the shop and the channel? Yes. But we did it anyway. And I kind of... I just want to end with the note that if you go on the internet in general, Reddit, the YouTube comments, a lot of it about go circling back to the Yugotech fiasco, a lot of it is like, well, you know, um, you don't, I don't trust local Filipino reviewers. So these are Filipinos talking about other local Filipino, uh, talking about other local channels. I think Latian Bayad. Nobody meets the standards of Gamers Nexus or LTT or Hardware Canucks. And as a local reviewer, who, to be fair, yes, we're not as uh, data-intensive as Gamers Nexus, on purpose, to be honest. Actually, the guys have been pushing to include more data in our reviews. But for me, I don't get turned on kasi by that kind of review. Eh. So I'm not looking for all the graphs. I'm not looking for... Uh, second-by-second second breakdown of the performance at the TWP or at the peak. Yun nga, yung podcast na to is called Tech Show But Friendly. Uh, I, I try to have a more personal, descriptive take on a component rather than a very quantitative sense. But to each their own. And it's, it's beautiful. It's lovely that we do have channels like that. But going through the reviews, uh, or rather the comments of people online na, Walang lahat, lahat ng Filipino channels bayad, lahat ng Filipino channels di ko inaasahan. Um, nobody reads the, meets the journalistic standards of international tech channels. Uh, I think that's BS. And again, first channel in the world to talk about Core Liquid 240R and its ridiculous frame rate. Would we have, we ran the risk of pissing off MSI, who we buy a lot of products from? A lot for us, very minuscule for MSI. They could squash us like a bug if they decided not to sell to us. Um, the, the brand videos where we talk about, na, yeah, see, Sonic kind of fails more than we thought. Or G-Skill kind of fails more than we thought. Again, we, we ran the risk of brand blowback. We ran the risk of damaging our relations with those brands. And yet, we did them. So... Um, may pag colonial mentality, I think. That kind of thinking that there are no local channels. And I'm not even, there are, you know, it's, I'm not saying that it's just Hardware Sugar that has the balls to make that kind of content and to come up with creative content. If you notice, our channel isn't just all about reviews, <laughs> it's not all about, um, like, is this the best PSU? Is this the best uh, GPU? 
it's not all about like how to overclock and to, how to how to get the best XMP like sobrang hardcore data driven. No, it's not. We have a lot of we put a lot of effort into make sure into into making our videos creative. The video I did where I actually tried out UPS on my own personal rig na I let the UPS die to see what kind of VA a normal system would need, for example. Or one of the more recent videos is doing well is the 23 building tips in 2023. So we, when we do, ASO sent us motherboards for review, the X670E and the B660. Sorry, I'm still getting confused between like the 7,000 generation mobiles. But yeah, I think B550 for fifth for you know the previous AM4 and then uh, AM5 is like B660. And instead of doing a straight up review, a lot of our time for that video was spent on the differences and why you would want one board over the other in general, like explaining not not these particular Asus boards, but like in general, anin ba difference ng X670 and made may pagkaiba pa yun sa X670e. So we we try not to be a boring YouTube channel that just constantly reviews things, monitors, graphics cards, cell phones, parang ganyan. A lot of our content, price watch, for example, where we look at GPU and CPU prices, we really try to make it interesting and something that a non-hardcore PC user might be interested in. Um, so, it kind of rankles a little bit. Medyo, medyo, it kind of hits home to me na when people, you know, you read random people online saying that no channel meets international standards because either sip-sip silang lahat sa brands or yun nga, yung content nila pare-pareho lang. And I won't go into what the other tech channels here do. And I do think there are quality tech channels here, just to be very clear. But just on the part of Hardware Sugar, I would not agree. I think we do excellent journalistic work, explaining to people how PC components work, what PC components to buy, what you should consider, and also at, at personal risk to the shop. sip-sip to the brands, to people who might make life difficult for the shop or for the channel. That said, and I'll end on this note, I also can't blame the comments like that. I can't blame comments like that because here we are, a prominent tech channel, one of the most storied actually, like one of the elder statesmen of Philippine of the Philippine tech media scene doing something like that, inserting a YouTube video in lieu of actual recorded gameplay. So, yeah, in some respects, the criticism is well-founded, especially because yun nga, Yuga Tech hasn't addressed any of these concerns. They've basically gone on as if it didn't happen. So, none of the issues have been addressed. But to blanket coverage that all Philippine tech reviewers don't provide value to their viewers, all Philippine tech reviewers 
are afraid of the brands and just need to kowtow and suck up and sell their souls to the brand and just shill, just shill, just shill. Which uh, Linus gets accused of all the time. Maybe not Steve, because <laughs> Gamers Nexus really <laughs> doesn't care about. I mean, Linus is a lot more mercantile than Steve. But I mean, so it's not just confined to the local tech channels. But um, yeah, just to end, uh, some of the online furor certainly is warranted. But a blanket conclusion that all local tech channels have nothing to provide a local audience, let alone an international audience, is not correct from my point of view. Especially because, yun nga, I'm all about data, I'm all about statistics, and I have cited several videos just in this podcast na where I thought we provided value not just to a local audience but to an international audience as well. So much so that we were even picked up by Tom's Hardware. Um, an international, well-respected PC news site which cited one of our videos. So, uh, it's kasi na uh, you know, it's, it's the usual colonial mentality na mas maganda palagi yung channels abroad. No question. I mean, I enjoy my foreign YouTube tech channels, but I also enjoy my local tech YouTube channels as well. That, to be honest, never included Yugotech because they did a lot of cell phone reviews, which I'm not really interested in. And even their other stuff seemed fluff. So I respect, you know, I, I knew them as the website and, you know, occasionally every now and then I would pop in to just check out local news. But their YouTube channel, I never really minded. Aside from the fact that I noted that they had over 500,000 subscribers. But their channel, but the YouTube channel itself never appealed to me. So it's not like I will miss, <laughs> you know, because, you know, now people are like, well, I'm not going to watch you anymore. Or I know that your videos are, you know, medyo suspicious na yung tingin ko sa mga opinion, opinion ni Yugatek. Uh, I've never, I, I'm not under that problem because I never really thought about their opinions to begin with, to be honest, at least for their YouTube channel. But, yun. So, kind of the big scandal uh, happened late last week, just talking about it now. So, we return to our regular coverage <laughs> on regular PC news next week, unless there's another scandal or if there's a development on this one, you'll definitely hear about it on the podcast. Because it is important to hold accountable people who offer their opinions to the public. And I just don't mean tech reviewers. I mean politicians who make promises, politicians who make arguments that, well, we should do policy A because one, two, three, four. And then pala, those are not well-found arguments. Um, businesses that say that you should want this product because one, two, three, four. And then pala, one, two, three, four are not well-founded arguments. So we should always, that's the beauty of the public space. Um, it's a marketplace of ideas. And if one idea needs to be called out for being false, for not properly reflecting the truth behind the statement, then regardless of the field, uh, well and good. And on that note, thanks so much for lending me your ear for almost I, I'm my internal the internal clock on my recorder is around forty three minutes now. Maybe the 
one of the longest, I think. Certainly the longest I've done on just one particular topic. But yeah, have a good weekend whenever you're listening to this. If you're not listening to it on a Friday or some whenever, any other day, have a great one, guys. There's still some good tech journalism to be found on YouTube. Not just Hardware Sugar, but certainly we do punch above our weight, I think. Have a good one.